A Tale of Two Sheriffs. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. The Tucson massacre that left six dead and 14 injured, including Congress member Gabrielle Giffords, brought into sharp public focus the local sheriff, Clarence Dupnick. He's been the sheriff of Pima County, which includes Tucson, Arizona's second largest city, for 30 years. For the 20 years before that, he was a police officer. Dupnik has gained attention this week for linking the shooting to the vitriolic political climate in the U.S., and in particular, Arizona. Just after the shooting, Sheriff Dupnik held a news conference. When you look at unbalanced people, how they, are, uh, uh, how they respond to the vitriol that comes out of certain mouths about tearing down the government, the anger, the hatred, the... Uh, bigotry that goes on in this country is getting to be outrageous. And unfortunately, Arizona, I think, has become sort of the capital. We have become the mecca for prejudice and bigotry. Arizona is one of three states in the country that allow people to carry concealed weapons without a permit. When asked about the law, the sheriff was emphatic. Well, I think we're the tombstone of the United States of America. Did you explain uh, was that a reference to the town sheriff, or is that metaphorical? I, I have never been a proponent of letting everybody in this uh, state carry weapons under any circumstances that they want, and that's almost where we are. The legislature at this time is proposing that uh, students and teachers be allowed to have weapons in, in the schools and in college. Uh, you know, colleges ought to be run by the college presidents, not the Arizona legislature. But that's the ridiculous state to where we have become. The suspected shooter, 22-year-old Jared Lauchner, clearly suffers from some form of mental illness. Yet he was able to buy a semi-automatic pistol along with extended capacity magazines to hold more bullets. He bought the bullets the same morning as the attack. When I interviewed Sheriff Dupnik, he called Arizona's gun laws insane and reaffirmed the link he made between political rhetoric and the shooting. I think that there are, are uh, a lot of people in the radio industry, especially, and some in the TV industry, who make millions of dollars off of inflaming the public, uh, uh, purveying hate uh, against the government and distrust uh, and in, in some cases, we have political candidates who uh, say maybe uh, if, if we can't solve these problems, we need to consider the Second Amendment as a solution. Or we have uh, uh, high-profile people saying, uh, people like Gabrielle Giffords, we need to keep in the crosshairs. And in my judgment, these kinds of statements are totally irresponsible and uh, uh, there are uh, consequences associated with them. One of those whose rhetoric has attracted attention is Sarah Palin. She published a map of the United States on her Political Action Committee's website last year that listed 20 congressional seats held by Democrats whom she was, in her words, targeting in the 2010 elections, including Gabrielle Giffords. The map marked each district with the crosshairs of a gun. She linked to the crosshairs map through a tweet that read, Don't retreat, instead reload. 
Congressmember Gifford spoke directly to Palin's use of the crosshairs when they first appeared. She was interviewed on MSNBC. We've had hundreds and hundreds of protesters over the course of the last several months. Our office corner has really become an area where the Tea Party movement congregates, and the rhetoric is incredibly heated, not just the calls, but the emails, the, 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 the slurs. So, I mean, things have really gotten spun up. I mean, you've got to think about it. Our democracy is a light, a beacon, really, around the world because we affect change at the ballot box and not because of these, you know, outbursts of, of violence in certain cases and, this, and the yelling and the, you know, it's just, you know, change is, is important. It's a part of our process, but it's really important that we focus on the fact that we have a democratic process. Do you think Republican members of the House, the Republican leadership, should have spoken out more forcefully to denounce this violence, or are you satisfied with what they've said? For example, the minority leader John Boehner was on Fox News denouncing violence. I think it's important for all leaders, not just leaders of the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. There's certainly a lot of independents out there that they may not even resonate towards, but community leaders, figures in our community to say, look, this, we can't stand for this. I mean, th this is a situation where I mean, people don't, I mean, they really, really need to realize that the rhetoric and firing people up and, you know, even things, for example, we're on Sarah Palin's targeted list, but the thing is that the way that she has it depicted has the crosshairs of a gun site over our district. And when people do that, they've got to realize there's consequences to that action. Gifford's opponent in the midterm elections, the Tea Party-backed Iraq veteran Jesse Kelly, held an event advertised with the words, quote, Get on target for victory in November. Help remove Gabrielle Giffords from office. Shoot a fully automatic M16 with Jesse Kelly, unquote. As Giffords' father rushed to her hospital bedside Saturday, he was asked if she had any enemies. Yeah, he said, the whole Tea Party. As direct and offensive as Sarah Palin's campaign was, it was a small part of the political vitriol that has consumed Arizona in recent years. Republican Governor Jan Brewer gained national notoriety when she signed into law the controversial immigration bill, SB 1070, which Dupnik fiercely opposed. Every Hispanic in this country, especially in Arizona, must have awakened, and I've talked to many of them personally, uh, the next day to be feel like they've been kicked in the teeth. Like uh, they are now second-class citizens, they have a target on their back, because when they leave the House, they're going to have to take papers with them and prepare to be stopped and questioned. And that overnight have, have made Hispanics second-class citizens. Contrast Sheriff Dupnik with the sheriff of nearby Maricopa County, Joe Arpaio. If local law enforcement comes across uh, some people, the have a erratic or scared or whatever, uh, you know, they're, they're worried. Yeah. And if they have the, their speech, what they look like, if they just look like they came from another country, we can uh, take care of that situation. He's notorious for the harsh conditions in which he jails people, using canvas tents in the searing summer heat. He's pledged to expand his tent city to accommodate the expected influx of detained immigrants. He's the subject of a U.S. Justice Department federal civil rights lawsuit focusing on his treatment of prisoners and immigrants and on abuse of power. 
The Arizona Republic reports that Jared Laufner, charged in federal court for the murders and attacks, normally would have been remanded to the Maricopa County Jail. But, quote, given the high profile of the case in Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio's penchant for publicity, they move Laufner instead to a federal facility, unquote. As the country unites against the terror in Tucson, Let's take the targets off the backs of all innocent civilians and hope the humanity of Sheriff Dupnik prevails over the cruel vitriol of Arpaio and his ilk. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.